Hi, this is Jen Evangelista from graceandcolor.com, and today I'm back with part two on our series of prayer. Um, there is another post on the Grace and Color blog on why we pray and what is prayer, just some basics about prayer. Um, today we're going to be discussing 12 practical ways to improve our prayer lives. Um, and this is a little more of a um, practical post, as the name implies. Um, and I hope that uh, you enjoy it. So, again, we had already discussed a bit about what prayer was in the previous um, blog post. You can certainly find it on the website. Um, and we've looked at why we as Christians must have a robust prayer life. So I don't think the fact that we have to pray or that we need to pray or we must pray is really a surprise. And yet, prayer is one of the most difficult commands to keep consistently. Um, in this article, we're going to outline 12 very practical things that can be done to be more consistent in our prayer lives. They're relatively simple, and yet they can be life-altering if we implement them effectively. So number one, decide on a consistent time and place. One of the beautiful things about the privilege of communicating with our Creator God is that we can do it anywhere at any time. We do not need to be in a particular location or speak particular words or offer any special rituals. However, sometimes that anywhere and any time can actually turn into nowhere and never. Our lives are very busy and I totally get it. I am very busy as well. I have four great kids. My husband's a pastor. I am a part-time pediatrician. So I know busy just like you know busy. And too often we let the good things that we're doing distract us from our time alone with the very reason that we live. So a scheduled time and location may be just what we need. It may be 5.30 in the morning for a little bit of time before the house comes to life. Uh, perhaps it's during lunch or during a long commute if you're working during the day. Uh, maybe it means sacrificing that TV show in the evening. Just find a time that works. Find a place that's quiet and make it a priority to spend time in communication with our all-powerful God. So number two, pray at any time and any place. So we're already on the second point, and I'm already contradicting myself. <laughs> no, not really. Prayer should be prioritized and scheduled, as I mentioned, but it should also be spontaneous. Um, we should pray without ceasing, which means that our prayers cannot be limited to the very important time we've carved out specifically for it. We need to be carrying out our daily lives with an attitude of praise and communion with God. We should be praying for the little things in life as well as the big things. And we must be willing to stop what we're doing to pray. These prayers do not have to be long. They don't have to be super pretty. They just have to be an outflowing of our hearts to God. One implication of this is that if you tell someone you are going to pray for them, do it right then if at all possible. Um, and usually it is possible, by the way. So it doesn't have to be much. You can pray with them over the phone, on a, an email, a text, a Facebook message. Just type out a short prayer for them. If you're with them, ask them if you can stop and pray for them right there where you are. Um, again, it does not have to be long. Just a 30-second, one-minute prayer. It doesn't seem natural, but it can be very powerful. And then add them to your prayer list and take the time to include their needs in your petitions. Number three, start and end with praise. How often do we come before the God of creation with our list as the first item on our prayer life agenda? We know we don't have much time, and so we have to get through the things we need to ask Him. 
We have a plan for this half hour, okay? With the very least, we have very pressing needs, and we know we need to bring them before God right now. Here's the thing. God knows our needs. He knows what's on our list. He knows our heart. What he really demands of us is our worship. And when we offer up our praise to him for who he is, our hearts become oriented to him. Read a psalm about praise. Lift up your voice to him in song. Cry out from your heart an acknowledgement of who he is and why he is worthy of our adoration. Number four, let God speak to you through his word first. Well, we're talking about our prayer life, not Bible study, right? Yes, but prayers will be taught to God. It is one way. God does not pray back to us. He does, however, very much want to speak to us. And the primary way he does that is through his word, the Holy Bible. Hebrews, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word of God is powerful and can center us and teach us as we come before God. Read something from the Bible before you pray. Maybe it's a passage that you're memorizing. Um, maybe it's a pretty printable verse that you use to decorate your journal, one that you can download right here on graceandcolor.com. Perhaps it's a bit of a Bible reading plan, a verse referenced in the sermon this week, or one from a Bible study you're participating in. Just read something from God's Word and be quiet for just a minute. Let God speak to you before you talk to Him. It may be awkward even though you're alone, but the more you do it, the more amazing it will become. So number five, focus on spiritual needs before physical needs. Remember that God already knows our needs. He knows our circumstances. Now, we should definitely be praying for these very specifically. That's clear in the word as well. Pray for your husband's job, your nephew's asthma, your, upcoming child, your child's upcoming events, um, all these circumstances. Pray for them. But before that, pray for the condition of your soul and for those around you. Confess your own sins and repent of them. Be, um, then remember to put everything into perspective. In your prayer life, as with everything else in life, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces of evil. That's what Ephesians 6, 12 tells us. God cares about all of our temporal circumstantial needs, but he cares so much more for our eternal salvation. Number six, use a list as a tool in your prayer life. Sometimes when I pray, my mind goes a little blank. Or worse, it wanders to all the things I need to be doing that day. If I have a list, it really helps. We've talked about not being very legalistic in our prayers. We talked about that in the last post that I did. On That's called, um, the title of it is Prayer, What is Prayer, and Why Do We Pray? Sometimes following a strict to-do list for our prayer life can quickly become dry. On the other hand, the wandering mind. <laughs> my suggestion is to make a list of your prayers don't feel completely beholden to it if the Holy Spirit leads you in another direction but make a list and there's several ways to do this one way is to have things that you pray for every day in one list and then determine specific topics that you will pray for for each day of the week there's an example of this in the prayer journal workshop at graceandcolor.com and um, in the post, you'll see an example of some of the printable bookmarks that are part of that workshop. 
Um, basically, it is just a list of the days of the week with underneath it specific things that you're going to pray for, including church leaders and their families, the members of the church and ministries, um, work and finances, schools and teachers, um, missions and non-believers, etc., etc. Another way to list is to use concentric circles, starting your prayers with your most personal request in the middle and moving out from there. For example, again, there is an, a graphic in the, on the website of this, but it's several circles. The middle circle includes maybe your husband, your children, your own personal growth, school and jobs. The next circle is church leaders and their families. The next circle is extended family, neighbors, and coworkers. The next circle may be city, state, country, and government leaders. So you get the idea there. Either way you choose to organize your prayer life and your list, having this guide to help you maintain focus during your scheduled prayer time can be beneficial. Number seven, do not put a limit on your request. Be willing to pray for big things. We serve a big God and he is able to do more abundantly than all we ask or think, Ephesians 6.20. We need to come boldly before him and ask. We also need to be willing to pray for small things. Sometimes we forget that our God, is he cares deeply for us in a very personal way. Do you remember the shortest verse in the Bible? Yep, the one we all memorized in kids' church to get that piece of candy. Jesus wept, John eleven thirty five. Well, really, do you remember why he wept? Um, this was the story of Lazarus, remember. Do you remember why he wept? Because two verses before we learn why. It says, when Jesus saw her, Mary, weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. He did not weep because Lazarus had died, because he knew that he was going to raise him from the dead. He wept because Mary and the others were hurting. He cared for their sorrow, even knowing that he was about to soothe it. And what a beautiful picture that is. Number eight, pray the Bible. Okay, we're back to the Word of God. It is that important. We talked about how sometimes praying through lists, although good, can be a little bit, can seem a little insincere. Not, not really, but they can, it can seem a little difficult. So the way to combat that is to pray scripture over your list. Ask God to show you in His Word how to pray for people and things in your life. Start with scripture. Take the verses that you read and actually use them to guide your prayers for others. John Piper says it like this, quote, open the Bible, start reading it, and pause at every verse and turn it into a prayer, end quote. He also has a list of about 40 prayers from the New Testament that you can work through. They are linked up in the blog post at graceandcolor.com. This is a great way to pray, especially if you are new to it. Number nine, look for answers. God answers prayer. Look for these answers and document them. It becomes a testimony of his grace and goodness as we see our prayers answered. It can also be a picture of his sovereign influence over our lives as we see them answered in ways that are not really what we were wanting or expecting. Sometimes it takes the perspective of time to see how he's working, and sometimes we may never see the reason behind certain answers this side of heaven. But it's still a comfort and a joy to know that the God of the universe is listening to us and responding. Along these lines, think of how we can be an answer to prayer. Okay, how we can be used to answer prayer. Is there a need that you can help meet for others? Think practically and critically about this because God uses ordinary people like you 
and like me in his magnificent plan. What a privilege and a blessing. Number 10, be consistent in your prayer life. Do not let things derail your plans to spend time with God. Believe me, things will come up and it will be very easy to put this time off. Don't. As humans, we need food, drink, and sleep to survive. As Christians, we need prayer in the same way. Just do it. Just, I'm going to drop the mic there on the consistency issue. Just do it. Number 11, be persistent. Come to God boldly and do not be afraid to pray the same prayers over and over again. In fact, the Bible says that persistence is important. Um, in 1 Chronicles 16, 11, it says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. If you look at the story of uh, in Luke 18, 1 through 8, it's a parable of the persistent widow, and it's a clear example of this persistence. In Genesis 32, 24 through 32, Jacob wrestled with an angel in his persistence to get a blessing from God. So we are to keep asking, focusing on our cries to God one day at a time. And number 12, document prayers and their answers. This is a discipline that certainly is not required, but it can be a tremendous blessing. Consider keeping a prayer journal. For one thing, it can keep us focused when we pray. It also gives us a place to keep those lists we mentioned above. Finally, it acts as a way to remember the grace and power of God. Journaling can enrich your prayer life and draw you closer to God. Um, there is actually at graceandcolor.com, there are, uh, there's a workshop called Prayer Journal Workshop. It's free and it is available um, if you need some help getting started in this. It has instructions and printables in it. Um, so you're free to head over there and it will be posted um, later on this week. Um, if you're reading, if you're listening to this live, if you are listening to this um, over a week beyond when the post was actually um, um, published, then it's already on the website. So go and check it out. Um, you can find it easily. Search for Prayer Journal Workshop. Now, for now, I want us to reflect on these 12 ways to improve our prayer lives. Okay, um, Perhaps a couple of them will help us out and be beneficial. Um, I personally am working through some of these myself. So regardless of how you choose to pray, just do it. Make it a habit. It will develop into a joy and a closer walk with our Almighty God.